Hey, it's Desiree. Do you have a question you want answered on the podcast? Well, email us at fadersuppodcast at yahoo.com or DM us on Instagram at fadersuppodcast. This is the Faders Up Podcast. Welcome to the Faders Up Podcast. I'm Czar. I'm Pat. I am Desiree. It's your boy, Yoshay. You know what to do. <laughs> and this is a podcast about pro audio and beyond. If you have a question you want answered on the podcast, you can reach us at fadersuppodcast at yahoo.com. That link is also in the show description. You can reach us on Instagram at fadersuppodcast. Be sure to follow us there because we've started going live. And join the discussion of these episodes on our Facebook group at Faders Up Podcast. A link to that as well is in the show description. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, be sure to rate and review us. We'd love to hear your feedback. And all hosts and guests that appear on the show will be in the show notes. So this episode we are going to talk about is social media, the future of music, which uh, comes from an article from the Rolling Stones that Tim Ingham wrote uh, late. Uh, was it December 2020? Uh, so we'll be discussing that. Uh, but first, we will get into our segment of who's been pushing faders up. Uh, so, Pat, how you been pushing faders up? Well, uh, I've just been trying to stay in the flow of creating, trying to figure out what single I'm going to drop next for the summer. So, mm-hmm. that's kind of been my focus. I had probably... 15 songs I'm sitting on. I just want to get them off my phone. I'm tired of seeing them. <laughs> that are, <laughs> it's that's been recorded? Pump it or dump it. Yeah. They done. Full, fully done. I mean, probably a couple of the mixes need to be revisited, but other than that, they full completed songs. Like, they just sitting on my phone. So, yeah, I mean, if I don't put them out, I'm probably just going to delete them or something. <laughs> Don't do nah, that. Nah, never delete a song, man. <laughs> That's like, what? Nah. I mean, I get it too, though. But, um, so what well, was the I pro- mean, they're not solely mine, so that's why I say that. Because some oh. of them I know they probably won't ever see the light of day due to the artist. Um, so that's why I said delete. Like, ain't no reason me keeping somebody's song that they didn't pay for or mm. that they have no plans of putting out. So was waste the like, space. Was this an effort on your part to get the artist on your tracks, or was this like the artist reaching out to you? Um, a lot of them were like, I guess, collaboration sessions or you know, writing sessions, and they recorded the song. And it was like, oh, I think I'm gonna put it out, and then it just kind of fell by the wayside on their part. Like, I mean, once I do my part, I just kind of let it be. Man, this would be a good um, little juncture right here where I wish Mimi and our music queen was on here. Because if you're if it's a collab thing, like you're st- you still own half of the copyright. Right. So technic so if you wanted to, technically you do have the authority to still put it out yeah. as long as they get you know what I'm saying their due share. Right. Well, some of them, 
they okay. They average. Okay. So. Got you. That's the other thing, too. Some of them are real good. Those are the ones I'm more so considering. But the others, they just kind of average songs. So that's why I, I said the whole phrase of just throw them away. Gotcha. What I mean by throw them away is probably throw away the lyrics and put the beat back for to something or, else. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Or put them in a the folder, let somebody else pick it type deal. I got you. Man, yeah, that's tough for me. I've had to do that with an artist where we had like eight or nine songs, but only one came out. But it's tough for me because every time I play it and somebody else hear it, I'm still in my mind. I'm rapping the lyrics, you know what I'm saying, that were originally on it because I've been listening to it so so long for like, you know, three, four years at this point. So, uh but it sounds like you don't have that problem. Like you're, you sound completely emotionally detached from it. So that's a good thing. Well, I mean, we'll elaborate. Okay. Later. Cool. You know, on our next episode. <laughs> cool. All right. Good stuff. But, uh, Stay tuned. O'Shea, how have you been pushing faders up? Man, um, so a, f- a few different things. So I have been getting back into making beats. So. I made a few lately that I'm feeling. I went IG live a few times. You know, I'll do that when I'm cooking up sometime. Kind of like what Pat does when he's in the zone. Yeah, um, I'm going to have to jump on with you one day. Oh, and please we, do, man. We can, Anytime, we can go bro. beat for beat. Uh, See what you got. Man, nah, man. You ain't, you ain't about to stun on me on, on my Instagram. Have me, look, have me looking like I only been making beats for two days. Nah, man. Anyway, so Cadence Pat will not be on my IG live embarrassing me. But um, but yeah, the other thing I've been working with Lacey Mason Music, um, super dope, um, singer, songwriter, dancer, and choreographer here in uh, the Nashville area. Been working on that, and then just honestly gearing up for the end of semester at Belmont. So this Tuesday is our last class, so I just gotta make sure I got all these student projects graded, you know, uh, by Tuesday and. And yeah, so I'm looking forward to hearing students' final projects. So um, everybody on the Faders Up podcast, you all, um, Desiree Zarpat, you are invited to come out Tuesday evening for my students' final kind of like showcase where they'll be playing what they've been working on for their final project. Um, and I'm going to invite a, a couple other uh, guests. Yeah, I'm going to invite them back. So that's what I've been doing. Um, what about you, Desiree? What kind of heat you've been cooking up? I know, uh, I know, you got some exciting going on. Uh, I appreciate the enthusiasm. I think the most exciting thing, aside from uh, just being creative and making a whole bunch of music, is I don't know if y'all noticed anything different. But you, sh- you change your hair. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. No, but thank you. Oh, <laughs> thank oh you got you. a mic stand. I got a mic stand. I'll have to hold the mic like a like a dummy anymore, which has drastically improved my uh, workflow because I use my voice box a lot. Um, as you heard in my intro today, um, I use my vocoder on my rolling a lot. And it gets, you know, it's hard to hold the mic and play and run your mm. and press stop record play. And so um, this has been a huge improvement um, in my workflow. But other than that, I've really been playing with Ableton and I'm in love. Mm. I got the free trial. It's a 90 day trial. 
of the oh, uh, wow. full suite. I know. Pat is just shaking his head and like, <laughs> and I hate I hate that so much. But me and Logic are just just button heads, and and I might be doing something wrong, um, but I have been trying to create stuff and finish stuff. Um, I've noticed that's kind of my overall hangup a lot of times is creating something and then finishing it. So that's what I've really just been working on ever since uh, my You Are Beautiful release. Uh, shoot, by the time this comes out back in March, it'll have been several weeks. I've kind of just swiped everything off my plate. Anything that isn't me sitting here in this chair in my spaceship, I'm not about it, you know? So, um, yeah, that's really how I've been pushing fairs. My goal is to have like 10 to 15 beats or compositions by the end of the year and five, maybe eight solid songs, like with words. That's my goal by the end of the year because I just really need to build up my catalog. And I'm just in a state of just learning right now. I'm just mm-hmm. learning. You know, I do I I do need to reach out to artists. I do need to collab more. I do need to start work networking again. But I really want to have something to, you know, step up to people with. Like, hey, I'm Desiree. I produce and make music. Here is everything that I do, you know. That so, makes sense. Have you- Desiree, write that down. Because, um, yeah, we need to have that conversation, too. Okay. About producers reaching out to artists. Mm. Okay. Uh, paper. So, I noticed you, you're using... Well, I just uh, send a text. Uh, okay. I appreciate it. I'm just going to yeah. write it down. In, in addition to your mic stand, I noticed you actually switched up the actual microphone. You're using SM58, but normally uh, you use a different one. So, is there... A story behind why why you made the switch? Yes, thank you, O'Shea. I appreciate you noticing a lot of shit today. <laughs> um, um, yeah, I definitely had to get a Shure SM58, and I say definitely because the AKG D112 that I was using before is just very dark, and my voice is already deep. So whenever I'm recording like a vocal, especially through my Vox Box, we can we can do a whole lot of cool things. It's just so deep, and then that runs through my. Um, my UA uh, LA610, and that's super sat. That's a super saturated, you know, processing unit with a um, drawing a blank. But it has an opto compressor and a tube uh, preamp. That's a lot of saturation. You know what I mean? And saturation really happens in the lower frequencies first. So I'm like, I need to get a vocal microphone for vocals. Um, mm. So that was my drive for getting the SM58. Just, you know, some quick, cheap, not as expensive as the uh, SM7B, but just something that can, you know, just lift my vocals up a little more. All right. Good stuff. Good stuff. What about you, Zara? Have you been pushing up faders or pushing faders up? Let me get, I'm going to get that right one day. <laughs> uh, I've been, I've been messing with Luke Cloud 6. So Luke Cloud 6 should be coming. Well, it should be out by the time this episode is released. Um, is that the Roland uh, subscription? Roland. No, it's Loop Masters. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Um, uh, that should be out. And <laughs> still been looking for new monitors, which uh, front-end audio sent me a pair of head type 7 Mach 2s that came out earlier this year, uh, which were high on my list i've got a couple other monitors that's high on my list but 
they are all back ordered right now, which is really frustrating to want to buy something and you can't. And it's not even like it's back ordered for like a week or two. Like this is uh, Don Audio. I think they said this is back ordered for a month, maybe more right now. Um, barefoot, barefoot footprint O2s. I'm looking at too, and they're back ordered as well. I've uh, reached out to my guy at Vintage King to see what the timetable is looking like on that. But I'm kind of thinking that I want some three way monitors. I've never heard or I've never used three way monitors before, so I'm I'm really curious to try them out to see how they are. The head type O7s are two ways, but I definitely want to try some three ways so i think the next ones i'm gonna try are the uh either the don audio lyd 48s or the barefoot footprint o2s whichever ones come in stock first really so what say- what do you think about uh i'm sorry desiree no you could um the cali audio speakers uh cali audio um i reviewed their lp6s uh, front end audio sent me those last year, maybe or it may have been 2019, but for, and I think they're like, I don't know, two ninety nine a pair or three ninety nine a pair or something like that. I didn't love everything about them, but sound wise, they were hands down the best monitors I've heard in that price range. I've never heard monitors that I've liked in that three, $400 price range. The the biggest thing that I didn't like about them was that I could hear the noise floor coming from the monitor. So it was just like a, a hiss, um, mm. almost like white noise that I was able to hear. And that was just there no matter how loud or quiet I played them, I could hear that. I am hearing with these new monitors they came out with a couple months ago that they did – that that's supposed to no longer be an issue. So they've taken – feedback and you know they've corrected it which companies should do and actually their new monitors are three-way monitors so i'm i'm a fan of of what they're doing uh just honestly i'm just really not considering those right now just because i'm looking for something a little nicer Mm -hmm. yeah i i was just wondering because a lot of people have been talking about them uh They've been putting the white dots down for them. Yeah, so they, to me, that's a big enough statement in itself. I'm gonna, I'll, I'll put it like this, and I said this in my review. I switched out my main monitors. I mix on for them, and I use them for, I don't know, maybe a month. At no time in using them did I tell myself I need to switch back to my other monitors. Mm. Like, I was fine. Mm. I was fine using them. No problem at all. And those were the sixes, right? Yeah, the LP6s. Hmm. Yeah. Just to clarify for our users, users, I'm so tired. I'm on four <laughs> hours of sleep right now. So we're going to have a lot of word slip ups today. Um, when you say three way monitors, you mean you have your left, your left monitor, your right monitor and a subwoofer. No, that that's, a, that's a okay. 2.1. That's okay. a 2.1 system. The point one is the sub three way monitors. So most monitors are when i say most monitors you got two-way monitors which is the woofer and the tweeter so the woofer handles the mids and the lows and then the tweeter handles the highs and then you know the crossover the big cone and the little cone right yeah the little cone the smaller one is the tweeter 
that handles just the high frequencies. And then your crossover is where that the mid frequency crosses over to the high frequency where they cut off it really with three-way speakers you have a woofer that handles the lows you have a woofer that handles the mids and then the tweeter handles the highs Mm. so they're supposed to be more accurate because you don't have one woofer handling the low end and the mid-range at the same Mm. time Mm. i can see that you're making this sound like surgery <laughs> man, is. to get surgery, man. Right, right. Can't, can't nobody go through the arm to get to the heart, man. You gotta put that work in, man. <laughs> and normally, at least from what I've been looking at, a lot of three-way monitors are expensive. They're probably like three thousand a pair and up for three ways. Yep. The the Don Audio LYD forty eights are like twenty three hundred for the pair. Which is just Ooh. a lot lower than what most three ways are, and it's a lot. I won't even I won't even lie. My, my budget for these monitors is three thousand, but the Don Audio Core forty sevens look really nice as well too. But they're like five thousand for the pair, and. I've told Do myself it. I'm not going to say Do it. Do <laughs> it. That's a down Do payment it. on a car. I told myself hey, I'm not going to spend 5000 on monitors, but I have... I have briefly thought about selling See, some stuff. Nah, don't, 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 don't even Do say it. briefly. As soon as you said but, as soon as you said but, you open and, that door, man. And, man, you need to keep them for a time limit. If you, get, if you pay $5,000 for some speakers... I need you to get 10 years out of now. Oh, absolutely. Ten. No, I, I agree. I'm never agree. buying any more speakers ever. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, we, we, we can move on to the, to the next part. Uh, Dang, this is going to be a hell of a transition right here. I know, right? But uh, <laughs> we cannot. Uh, mm. Yeah, we, we got to mention the, the passing of uh, DMX, uh, <laughs> a.k.a. Earl Simmons, a.k.a. Darkman X, who. Uh, Passed away last month at the age of 50. And I, I kind of feel like it's sad in a way that him passing, I think, might vault him into people's top tens, even though he's kind of been there for me already. I think a lot of his accomplishments gets overlooked, which I'm going to read some of them now. But DMX was, I don't know if he's still the only artist. So I'll just say the first artist. He, he had his first five albums debut at number one on billboard that's pretty crazy uh he also had two albums in 98 which was uh it's dark and hell is hot and flesh of my flesh blood of my blood debuted at number one and went platinum in the same year i believe yeah. it's the first artist to to do that and this and, is before streaming y'all for all the young folk out here this is when people were still buying cds mm. Getting a million people to buy your CD, a physical CD, like that's hard to do. I'm sorry. And um, I've seen conflicting information on this, but I, according to Wikipedia, he sold over 23 million. I saw somewhere else that it's been uh, 30 million, but most places I saw said 23 million. So we will go with that. 23, 30, still not a small feat (sighs) to sell, you know, that many records, but. Just back to the first one, having five albums debut at number one, and his sixth album debuted at number two, so he was close <laughs> to having six. Like that is, 
he lived on the charts, man. Yeah, yeah that was that, a sad passing. And it was man. like, like, because I kind of felt that too. I know of DMX. I know most of his songs, but I wasn't like a true listener of DMX. And now it's mm. like, oh, now I got to go listen to his music. It's like, well, bitch, you could have done that while he was living. You know what I mean? Right. And it's like, I don't like that it takes these sorts of moments for us to realize how special an artist is. Like, I just came mm. across his poem. I feel like I've heard it before, but I consciously heard it. Um, the industry, that poem. And I was like, wow, that gave me goosebumps. Is it? Yeah, he's he's deep. He will. I will mm-hmm. say that for me personally, he was the first artist that I felt what he was saying since Tupac. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Me and my he, homie. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Now I'm gonna say, uh, me and a friend were just talking last night, like identifying like those like great rappers that don't use a lot of bells and whistles or literary devices or you know similes and metaphor but like they just hard rappers like dmx is one tupac was another one nipsey hustle was one right like when you really listen to their stuff they telling stories they rapping their butt off but it ain't a bunch of a bunch of punch lines it's like stuff that you you just sitting there and you listening like having a conversation, you know what I'm saying? Um, DMX has some bars though. He has some punchlines. Oh, oh, I'm not saying he didn't have bars. He just didn't. You like if you really? No. Okay. I've now, on, yeah, he he's not a punchline rapper. Yeah, that's no, I agree with that. Punch, yeah, he's not a punchline rapper. He, like Lil Wayne, every opinion, other line of his is a yeah, punchline. Yeah, like yeah. somebody like Ludacris. That that's a punchline rapper. You know, yeah, like Cassidy yeah, yeah. back in the day. Punchline yeah, 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 rapper. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah um, I, I agree with that. I feel you on that. And it doesn't mean, and I'm not belittling them either, right? But um, but for me, kind of growing up, so in '98 when I first dropped, I was in the 11th grade. So artists that kind of was dropping in my teenage formative years, those are the artists that are like almost indelible. You know, what I'm saying in my in my childhood. So, I mean, and for me. It was always a, it was somewhat of a conflict because me, me as a Christian, when when I got serious about my relationship with God, there was a point where I had threw away on my secular hip hop, and I grew up on hip hop, and then I mm-hmm. started listening to a lot of Christian hip hop, and for where I was at fourteen years old, that's what I needed, you know what I'm saying? But it's like, but if hip hop is in you, it's in you. So I mean, I was on, you know, what I'm saying most of DMX stuff. Um, even in college in a poetry as performance course, we had to like write a paper on like a spoken word artist. And I was able to convince my teacher to let me write mine on DMX because, because of the prayers and the, the joints he would do without, the, without beats. Um, mm-hmm. and so I got his book, uh, Earl, the autobiography and read that joint from front to cover. You know what I'm saying? I mean, from, you know, front to end. And, um, yeah, this one hits a little different, you know, um, just because I feel like that's a part of my childhood. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. if some other new rapper dies, it's like, I mean, of course, hey, condolences to the family. But it doesn't have that same personal connection because I didn't grow up with them. You know what I'm saying? Now, let me say, if get y'all feelings on this, is DMX the first rapper? Did he make ad-libs cool? I feel like nobody was really doing that before him. 
Nah, nah, that's how the, I mean Buster Rhymes uh, ad libs back in the day. I mean super animated ad libs. So one of the most rememberable. Ah, messed that up. Um, ad libs, yes. Like with the with the what? Come on, the bark. Yeah, yeah the bark. The bark yeah. 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 Oh, the bark was that's iconic. Like yeah, that probably one of the top five ad libs in my opinion. Yeah, but I, I really right. I honestly, well, you know something? You might be on to something. That might be true, because even when I think of the, a lot of the rappers before him, they weren't ad lib heavy at all. Mm. And like, like now, it would be was, weird to hear yeah, it without ad lib. Was very like authentic. It was genuine. It brought a different energy to the track. So, yeah, you might be onto something there. Uh. Uh, Cause I can't think of nobody else who could compete with him. And you know, the, another thing that I think made him stand out, the dynamics in his voice. Like he really used his voice as an instrument. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. in one verse, like it would just, he would be like, stay out of the dock. Cause if I catch you when it's under that running clan, you know, it was like these yeah. ups and downs where it's like, mm-hmm. it was just having this conversation. Mm. Personality, man. Yeah, you can't. He, I, I feel like he can take his. I feel like they did take his ad libs and just like put them on an NPC and just sample them and just <laughs> hit them into the track. You, had like you could really do that with his ad libs. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, did y'all read that article? Um, I think in the Tennessean they were saying like he like he's done like a, a decent amount of recording here in Nashville too. Mm-hmm. Like, I did. I, I never, did see a picture of him. That. Yeah, I did see a picture yeah, of him in Nashville here? like three months ago. I think. Nah, it I was think it's down the there pandemic. by TSU or something. Yeah, yeah, it was down. It was during the pandemic. Like, I want to say last summer he was here for like a week, week or two. Yeah. Word. I've always, I've always said and have heard that about Nashville, where at least not. This isn't so much true anymore. We get a lot of concerts now, but a lot of people do come to Nashville to record, not so much to perform. So that would make sense. Yeah, right. Nashville has some of the best studios. Like if I've been to, I'm not going to put any other cities on blast, but I've been to some studios in other cities, and I'm like, what well, I, is I, this? If I'm not, <laughs> yeah, if I'm not mistaken, he was brought here for another reason, and decided to stay to work with. A particular person, I can't remember who it was. Like a uh, producer, I think. Hmm. So yeah, it kind of just happened. He, I don't think he planned to come here, but yes, a lot of the people do plan. Because the other thing too, oh, I hate to say this, but it's not a lot of distractions in Nashville. Yeah, sure. How you mean? You know, yeah, some fun here, but one, you working? It ain't, no, it ain't strip clubs, so it's like. That could yeah. be considered a distraction for some artists when you really need to lock in. You know what I'm saying? It's like, this ain't like New York. This ain't like a town that never sleeps. It's like, yeah. Yo, right. You know what I'm saying? And it's, more, I mean, and it's more of a fam. in my opinion, it's more of like a family, you know what I'm saying, town. And like, and even going to Williamson County and people overlook, but like a lot of the Christian labels in studios out in Williamson County. So it's like, man, you can go to Franklin and like, and you know what I'm saying? Walk into some home studios and just be like, dang, you know what I'm saying? So Nashville is definitely uh, unique in that way. 
I mean, there's strip clubs here. Nobody just talks about them because they're mean, not worth talking it, about. So it's the equivalent of saying it ain't no, you know what I'm saying? It's like. I mean, you make yeah. it sound like there's like zero in the city. I though. mean, I didn't mean literally, but they're but not I, entertaining. I, right. In the conversations <laughs> I'm normally happen, having, I'm talking like within like the black community, like the question I always see on Facebook, where are the good black strip clubs? And and for for clarification purposes, <laughs> I don't go to strip clubs, but it relates to the conversation. Yeah, I, just, I don't know he who had to clarify. to this. So well, whoever's yeah. listening, hey, he didn't need Mr. Getting Rick back does to his not. Pastor. Yeah, anyway. Well, what I will say about <laughs> yeah. DMX is to all the artists that are very, as you would call it, conscious driven and they don't believe in making commercial or radio friendly music. He was the one of the few artists that conquered living in both domains at the mm. same time. Mm-hmm. He could give you a club record and could be saying some real deep stuff to you and you would never know because he was putting himself in the record, but also putting his message in there, but also remembering that you might be doing something different than what he's doing at the time. Mm-hmm. So even though he might be in pain in a dark place, he know you probably in the club. So he go give you the energy that you need to have fun in the club, but also deliver his message to you to, to so that you can relate to where he was coming from. Like, I think a lot of artists, they strive to do that, but they just can't do it. I mean, that's just what it is. Like, <laughs> like I was laughing at the viral video of the woman in Nashville coming up to him and she 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 was just like what these bitches want from a nigga and i'm thinking and, and, and she said that wait what she's like no nah, she was black uh, i mean she was i just like, I had to ask. she was like i she was like i still don't know what these bitches want from a nigga <laughs> and i sat there and i thought i was like man people used to really kick it in the club to that song but yeah. like that one line has so many layers to it. Mm. And so what I'm saying is like a lot of artists, they don't reach that level to where they can put their message in a song that sounds friendly enough to thrive in all areas. Like it's nothing wrong with that because people do it. Nipsey Hussle Mm. did it. Tupac did it. uh, Biggie did it. Like mm -hmm. they understand how to live in in all places at the same time, but also do what they want to do creatively. Yeah, it makes me wonder. Oh, go ahead. I was just saying, he said that, um, I saw an interview with, with DMX where he said, party up. Like He said the beat was for the clubs. He said, I was just spitting some real shit to it. Yeah. See, that's what I'm saying. And, and it makes me wonder, though, like, we have to look at stuff like eras. Like, how important is the actual time in the era you come up in? And I say that because I wonder with as sensitive as we are culturally right now with which is crazy because we're we're super sensitive on certain stuff like you can't say this you can't say that but then it's other stuff that's like seems to be okay but my question is when you really listen to DMX lyrics and even though Snoop and Dre lyrics there's a lot of and I'm a DMX fan right but that don't mean 
you gotta be okay with everything, right? But it's like there's a lot of misogyny. There's a lot, there's a lot of stuff he's saying where you're like, <laughs> would would that be okay? And tw- would, like, would people no be- no it would not. There's yeah, this a lot of his lyrics is like, oh, he couldn't say that Man, today. <laughs> a lot like even it even in party up or no the joint um party up is the joint y'all gonna make me lose my mind right? Yeah, up in here even that joint like in one verse. He Man, listen like, to the content on there, Joy. Oh, listen. God. He says like three things, and you're like, "Yo, that's so not okay." <laughs> but back, but back when that came out in the early 2000s, not saying that it was okay then, but the culture wasn't as yeah, you know, defensive and sensitive to it. But now it's like, bro, and oh, and let me let me point this out too, and see if y'all agree with this too. The music industry is such a copycat industry. Nobody tried to copy DMX style. They could. Uh, I don't think Who? you could. They could. Um, yeah, I think you gotta DMX, have a voice first. It's the all. Yeah, his voice was unique. <laughs> Just how he could have that that raunch and then bring it back to be a little more soft. Like, yeah, it was almost that, like he was yeah. naturally hoarse. And then to make it even better. <laughs> He you was. see an interview from him. He sound exactly, exactly like he like sound on the record, record. right? So you, I mean, like, you can't beat that. You be like, you like, like that's how you talk, like for real. Right. Yeah, oh, right. Okay. The pauses, the 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 quick mumbling words, the yells, like all that's him. Look, I did, yeah. I did used to think Ja Rule was trying to copy him at first. I was the, just about to say, I won't, I won't <laughs> say copy only because they were contemporaries and. If y'all remember, Ja Rule, DMX, and Jay-Z were supposed to be forming this super group. Yeah, like, yeah I remember that. Um, and I, I can't remember whatever happened. But Ja Rule did have some similarities only in the the raspiness yeah. and the, and the raspiness in his voice. But I, I mean, don't think, he talked the same too, though. Yeah. So that's, yeah. I but mean, the, yeah, so it's him. So it's like he ain't trying to copy his ad-libs or his style. It was just like... Yeah. A similar vocal tone, mm. if you will. Yeah. So I mean, DMX is one of the. He's a. He's another artist that's one of the few people to break a producer too. Mm. Like that's, I mean, Swiss, everybody loves man, Swiss Beats. Swiss. He broke Swiss yeah. Beats. Like he won with Swiss Beats in the beginning. Mm-hmm. He's with somebody else first. He broke Swiss Beats. Like for real, he introduced us to Swiss beats, and, and Swiss yeah. will say that he said that in an IG live the other day. He was like, "There is no me without DMX." You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Eighteen years old, man. Yeah. You can't beat that. Legend. So, Ash, what's y'all favorite DMX album? Ooh, see, it's hard to say a favorite album, um, because <laughs> it's like every album had like. At least three or four joints on it, but I mean, I I just go with the first one because uh, I feel like your first one, it's new. We're being introduced to this guy, like, yo, mm-hmm. what is this? You know, I mean, he had I stopped being greedy on there. ATF, get at me, dog. Um, the joint, the omen. I think the joint where, like, the storytelling, like the. Like the son of Satan, or something. it was yeah. something like, but yeah. the storytelling it was so captivating. Like he's a I'm very a de- underrated, very underrated storyteller. Yeah, like I'm, a, I'm gonna definitely go with uh, "Is Dark and Hell Is High" because it was like, what is this new sensation? You know, mm-hmm. 
Pat? I'm thinking. Give me a moment. I need to look at this. <laughs> That's right. Oh, I admitted it before. I don't, I'm not too familiar with his full catalog. I know oh, okay. his like main hits, which I love all of them. So, again, I hate that it came to this for me personally, mm. as it probably will with several other people, to really go back and review his uh, catalog. Go, yeah. I'm going to say Flesh of My Flesh, Blood of My Blood was my favorite because it it's, it's one of the few albums that I had high expectations for, and it actually exceeded those mm. expectations. Like, I was waiting for that. I'm like, oh, he's got another album coming? And then it was just a, a classic in in my mind, which the first one was a classic, too. Yeah. I like, one of my favorite songs was actually, I think, on The Great Depression, the, uh, the They Don't Know. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a didn't, didn't, yeah. didn't. Man, that joint. And then uh and then get at me dog was just like insane. And some people might not realize that was uh that was Sheik from the locks on the hook. Yeah. Man. Yeah, that get at me dog just just made me f- like that's the type of song that makes me want to go write write a song, you know? Mm-hmm. All right, all right, Pat. You you come uh, anything yet? Man. I'm oh I made a hard tie between I'm kind of with Chris on the flesh of my flesh but and then Daryl's ex was like just remembering where I was doing those albums is Mm. like enough like that's a lifelong and the Great Depression was my senior year of high school Mm. did you people realize how hard it is to consistently drop good album. I think yeah. Ludacris is another why, one that did it. Cons- Ludacris yeah. has dropped consistently yeah. good albums. Artists these days aren't even really dropping uh, albums no. like that. Yeah. They're EPs no. and singles. Because it is so hard to get people to buy a whole album, let alone the work it takes. Yeah. So yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I never want to be like the older dude that hates on the new generation, so I won't hate, but I also won't but. apologize for Huh, but 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 no, I do. Um, I don't listen to a lot of new music. Like I still listen to like hip hop from the '90s and early 2000s. So mm-hmm. like when people say, "Hey, what you been listening to?" Man, DMX, Jay Z, old stuff, Nas. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like that stuff. It still just resonates with me in a way that newer stuff doesn't. But I rock, I rock with J. Cole heavy and Wale heavy and a few other ones, but it, I just don't feel the same level of connection as I did with hip-hop in my adolescence, you know what I'm saying, in my teens and early 20s. Yeah, that's natural. You're a purist. Mm, yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. No, and music in that time sticks to us a lot harder because that's mm-hmm. when you're trying to figure out who you are, yeah. where you fit in the world, and the music is... A big part of that for sure. Oh yeah. Well, let's uh let's move on to our main topic here about social media being uh, the the future of music, which is an interesting statement. So I'm just gonna ask y'all off top. Like, do you agree with that article? Do you agree with that statement that social media is the future of the music industry? One hundred percent, I agree. And this is one of them articles where. I didn't I didn't skip around. I didn't peruse. I actually read the whole article. I was like It was a good like, read. Yeah. And I'll I'll have a link to the article in the in the show description as well. 
I, I think it is just because you have to consider the attention spans of listeners now, right? I feel like social media is the perfect platform where it's like you're only giving them snippets. Like social media to me is the equivalent of like a commercial jingle. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I believe it's the future in the sense that, yo, it's going to be a huge source of revenue, but it's not going to be like, I don't think streaming is going away. But that's what they said about CDs, you know what I'm saying, before streaming came. So I don't want to be that guy, you know, and then 15 years later, they're like, y'all playing this bat. And I'm like, oh, I wish I never said that, you know. I mean, it's, it's, it's your opinion. I mean, I, I feel that social media, to say that it's the future of the music industry Social media, to me, even though, I mean, before I say this, Facebook has held pretty good in, in longevity, but I just feel like it, any platform that's hot right now isn't going to be hot five years from now. Something else is going to always come along, and we've kind of, you know, we've kind of seen that. What the hell was before Facebook? MySpace. MySpace, MySpace okay. and Black Planet. Now, those two never had to my knowledge they never had uh mobile applications like we have nah, with phones wouldn't support that at the yeah, right, the phone right, wasn't right. popping like that so i don't know if if, if that's what kind of has helped facebook stick and facebook has definitely evolved since then but even twitter isn't as popular as, as it used to be um and tiktok is kind of the new one out I, I never paid attention to snapchat but with uh tiktok which which will <laughs> talk about in a minute Zar's uh, face is utter disgust <laughs> no because like, ugh, tiktok <laughs> actually let me get the rest of y'all answers and then we'll we'll, we'll get on tiktok okay uh, so what do you think <laughs> i'm going to say actually i guess i will say yes because when we're saying social media we're not talking about one specific platform right we're talking about in general social media as a whole so i think there always there's always going to be something else to come along and and get hot yeah i think that too um no nah, yeah it's like there's a new platform coming out it seems especially for us folks who aren't in high school like in high school you don't have anything else to do but to keep up with the latest social media platform and um there's so many like it's it's quite ridiculous to me but um i do think it is the future in that uh people are looking for always looking for a new way to connect. We're all, we're humans. We're always looking for a new way to connect, especially with the shutdown and the coronavirus. People were looking for more ways to connect, you know, more than ever. So if you're able to also use those connections um, that are outside the traditional, like social media, I mean, uh, you know, networking, like going to mixers and events and stuff, it is a good way to get your stuff out there. And I think just to me, it still all falls under the umbrella of the Internet and the ability to connect with people in milliseconds. Um, so I do think social media is definitely the future. It's not the end for sure, um, but it'll definitely make an impact. But I think, too, we have to remember, like. I don't know, just like with streaming, you have so many artists breaking it, it's going to add more saturation to the market. Um, Because that's one thing that article was saying, like, 
Um, I think TikTok even has a way where you can make your own music or something where like the audience is the, cre- the creators are the audience and the audience are the creators. And it's just kind of like this, I don't know, I just feel like it's going to lead to an oversaturation at some point to where it'll be harder to stick out. It, it just mm-hmm. it just will. It already is very hard to stick out. So it's going to be even that much more harder to stick out. I, I have some thoughts on that as well, but go ahead, Pat. <laughs> um, I hate to say it. I mean, I guess, well, to me, social media being the future of music, that's a, that's a stretch to me. Just because I think social media is just the marketing tool of music. It's not really the mm-hmm. the core of the music. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> people ain't recording their songs on I mean, well, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't think people are recording their songs like yeah, they get inspiration from social media and everything else. I just think it's just social media is controlling it because of the marketing, the exposure mm-hmm. that it it gives so a person saying, with limited resources. So you're saying it's just more of the, the it tool. The to tool, yeah. Yeah, I, w- I would agree with that. Like, Pat, like, like, because people aren't going on social media to hear the to music. Create, They're right. going on to do something else and then hearing the music. So I think mm-hmm. when I say it's the future of it, I mean, it's the future in a sense of it being a marketing and revenue generating tool. You know, but yeah. it's not like, oh, did you hear that new song? Nah, nah, let, let me pull up TikTok real quick. It's like, nah, you pull up TikTok to like see something cool and something fun. You pull it yeah. up to see something and then you hear music. But still, if mean, you want to hear it, people are still going to Spotify, Tidal, YouTube, Amazon, stuff like that. Yeah. So, well, so. The, re- the reason I say it there is because, like, I don't know how people listen to music or how they figure out they like a song. Like, most of that is dealt off of experience. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're in a club and the club go wild and this song come on, you're like, well, dang. What's that song? You know what I'm saying? Like, I like songs by the experience of it. That's what usually grab. Like, if I look at my playlist, I can almost tell. I got a playlist of songs, like, always searching the web for new stuff. Like, it can be known artists or unknown artists. But most of the time, the songs on their playlist came from an experience I had individually. Mm. Whether that was online, being in a car, being out at a bar. You know, I I was somewhere, I heard the song, and it made me feel a certain way, or it made somebody else feel a certain way. And so that's what makes me like a song, like a song. Mm-hmm. So that's why I said social media is the marketing tool, because a lot of my songs on my playlist, it come from videos or dope images that people did to a song that might have made that song touch me in a special way. So it's still kind of built off the experience, just like a concert. When you go to a concert, you might go to hear this artist that you think is super dope, and they might do a song that you don't listen to on the album. But the experience mm-hmm. of you listening to that song and them doing it and performing it, you might become a fan of it. Oh, man, I never listened to that song. Now you're going home, you're listening to that song because of the experience it gave you. So social media is just geared up and revved up the experience of music 
you know, with people. Now you're able to see more people. It's not just in your city or in your home. Now it's all over the world. Mm-hmm. So now you're getting the experience of music on social media. So that's what makes it control the music so much because somebody can say something is hot and it could be the wackiest song in the world. <laughs> but <laughs> the reaction that people have to it will make you like a song. Mm-hmm. So let me, I'm going to go back to what, what O'Shea said that people don't go on social media to discover music. So I think we all know that YouTube is the number one platform for discovering music. I know it has been for the last several years. So I'm still assuming that it's, oh, that it's that now. I'm sorry. Quick question. Since you just said that is YouTube, are we, is YouTube considered social media? Cause I'm I would say sure. no, okay. no carry on. So do you think that that will at uh, some time in the future shift from YouTube being the number one music discovery platform to social media? Do you think there'll be a point where people will go on social media to discover new music? Nah, Uh, because again, mm. social media, like Pat was saying, the aim is to be social. Like O'Shea was saying, the aim is to see something, whereas YouTube, yeah, it's videos. um, But most videos, and then people post, you know, straight music and like a graphic, and it's just really the song. But still, you'll see music videos. It's like turning on to... Um, MTV or VH1, you know, not the main channel, but, you know, those sub channels they have that just play music videos all day. That's how YouTube kind of comes off to me. So, yeah, I definitely go to YouTube to discover new things. And especially if I can see the music video uh, firsthand, then it just helps me connect with that song even more. Uh, So I don't see TikTok doing that because it's not about, like, like we've already said, it's not about the song. The song might make the content better or enhance it but it's not about that either Mm -hmm. so i don't see social media really coming for uh youtube like that yep Mm. i think the search engine with youtube is just so far advanced like how they mess with the algorithms like it trips me out every day like when i go on there i click on one video and i watch it and i can click out of youtube and then when i go back in it bloop, it lists a whole bunch of videos like the last one I watched. Mm-hmm. So even if I go on YouTube to listen to a song I like and I click off of it, when I come back, it's going to give me a bunch of songs similar to the one that I listened to. So I think that's something that YouTube has mastered. And it's helped a lot of people get discovered that way too because you, you can categorize yourself with other artists or, you know, you can categorize music with other music that's popular and that's how people are discovering it because they already like something that's already popular. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, YouTube is doing the work for them. You know, hey, I saw you like this. Guess what? This song is just like this. So go listen to this. I think mm-hmm. with social media, they're more so exposing you to people you may like, not necessarily the music. Mm, Like the music is still an added feature. It's not, you know, the direct consumer or it's not what you're going to social media for. Yeah, they're not Mm going to base their algorithm off of the song. Now, we all know Meg Thee Stallion's song, I forget which song because I don't follow her like that, uh, became popular on TikTok and that kind of helped propel her who still hasn't released the album, I'll say. So we need to keep the whole social media thing in check. Uh, 
as far as discovering music, but like that became popular because of a dance, because of a visual that was put to her song. So they all do. Um, yeah, yeah, I, yeah exactly. it, it's like it, it doesn't base on the song, it bases on the person. And I do like that about YouTube. They do have their algorithm game on point. It's creepy, but it's, it's yeah, pretty cool. It is. <laughs> Very. And so, you know, and back to TikTok. So, uh, TikTok recently, a few months ago, has completed licensing deals with all three of the major labels, which made me wonder had Instagram and Facebook done this? Because I don't remember you know, seeing that as a, as a, you know, breaking news or big deal, but they have. So Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok all have licensing deals with all three major labels, which basically means that when this music is being used, the artists and, you know, publishers are being paid a little something, you know, from it now. So um, it's not a lot because, I mean, of course we're talking about 15 seconds of music, maybe 30 seconds, whatever. But, uh, it is it is something it, it it definitely is something so it definitely tells you that you know we are headed somewhere with music and social media because another thing that i've realized has came from this licensing deal when i first got on tiktok the first video i did i tried to use um it was a video i shot at the just for laughs comedy festival in montreal and they had these like eight foot um not clowns it was people in costumes but they're walking on i guess like those stilts stilts yeah and i wanted to put that behind the song the lil wayne song the six foot seven foot eight foot and i could (laughs) not i found the song but it was somebody else rapping and i was like what the hell (laughs) like that's not lil wayne but I guess that was because at that time they didn't have a licensing deal with uh, who's the label for that? I guess Universal to use the actual song. Mm. So I think this is a big deal now that they do have these licensing deals, so they can use pretty much you know any major song or you know, independent song as well. I and that's what I want to hit on. That's what where I think there may be a problem um, or where. It won't be as even. So I think streaming platforms has opened up the door for more independent artists um, through playlisting and everybody being able to get on it. What I'm curious about is how these social media platforms now are selecting their database of music. Like we know, we know they got the major stuff, right? But I feel like this is this may end up boxing out some independent artists who gain popularity and success through the streaming platform who may not be available on the social media. And then the other thing to keep in mind, I guess just as a correction, um, as far as social media and blowing up and whatever, Meg Thee Stallion has released an album. She released the album, her debut album back in November of uh, 2020. So oh, we don't okay. want nobody emailing us talking about, we don't know what we're talking about. We, yeah. So correction. Yeah. So what you're uh, now, I understand what you're saying about that first point, but independent music is on, is available on TikTok as well. I think that okay. depends on if you now, when I say independent music, I don't mean if you just, you have to release it. Like if you release it through with CD baby or tune core or whatever, right. uh, because, the main reason I got on TikTok is I'm going to start doing TikToks 
uh, breaking down like the vocal chain that I used on a mix. And I'm going to have that song playing in the background. And kind of the cool thing about TikTok is that with that music in the background, it auto detects kind of like Shazam, like it auto detects that song. And then you can link to it that way on, on TikTok. So independent right. artists music is still on, on the platforms. Know, uh, it still just raises more questions for me. Cause I'm like, one, like why, I guess the first question is, will TikTok have the entire, everything that's available on the streaming platform are all those songs available on, on TikTok? If not, then my question is, how? what algorithm are they using to determine what songs show up in a search feed or not, right? Um, and then I guess my other question is hoping... Or just thinking, like, are the are the PROs staying on top of this? You know, like I know, okay, TikTok, like I know Warner is going to be good. They're going to be good. It's like, all right, but what about the independent artist that's not signed to Warner that had that's a writer and a publisher with ASCAP or BMI or CSAT? You know, what I'm saying, like, I mean, granted, they have to do their due diligence as far as registering the song. You know what I'm saying? Uh with you know, with the proper entities, but I don't know. It's it's just a question I have. That's all. It's not I'm not necessary I mean, I'm not skeptical yet, but I do put an asterisk beside it where it's like, okay, how is this really gonna shake out for the little guy? You know? I mean, I think that's that's a valid question for anything new that comes along. Like, I mean, when when uh when you could make music using a computer, imagine how musicians, instrumentalists felt, you know, but they're still around, they're still needed. We still need a guitar player, piano player, drum player. Um, I think, and then now we have, you know, uh, AI software and technology that mixes for you, that produces for you. And then we're kind of worried, like, what's that going to do, you know, to the producers and mixers, you know, who are just trying to get their foot in the door. And it's like, I think, one, where there's a will, there's a way. And then two, you, you just can't box out true music. You just can't. You know, I throw up my Baphomet trying to, you know, bring bring truth to that because even with all of that, they still need good music. And people, while they'll love the classics that these labels have control of, people will always want something new and something different. Mm-hmm. So it's just going to, I think the competition that's why I do think this will eventually oversaturate the market, but that'll just make it that much more on to the artist or the producer or the mix engineer to have to stand out or just have that bit more magic to be like, I'm here too, you know? Mm-hmm. So Yeah, I do think that it yeah. will. I don't I don't know if y'all No, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, I don't know if y'all know yet, but they are signing producers and artists. They labels or TikTok. TikTok. Because I know Logic... TikTok is a label? Well, I know Logic was, mm-hmm. I guess, hired by TikTok. I don't, I don't let, know let if Pat they're clarify a label. Yeah, 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 what do you mean by signing? But they, like... I would assume it's to, like, license oh, okay, deals. okay. Hmm. Um, but I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they go towards signing label deals too because if you think about it think about it like this 
if they're they're saying, okay, well, we get all the sign artists, you know, we sign the licenses and deals with them. How do we get the new creators? Well, okay, we'll do licensing deals with them, you know, with people we think dope, and we can use our platform to blow them up. And if they can do that with independent artists or producers, why wouldn't they start a label? Like, cause they can, they can, they can do it all in house. Like they can look on their platform and say, okay, these influences are hot. We go pair these influences with our new artists or our producers and let mm. them blow them up. I said it would have to be a better deal than what you can, because you would already have licensing anyway through you know what you can do yourself. And it would, so it would just have to be a a really sweet, uh, you know, sweet deal better than what you can do for yourself. What uh, what were you saying, Desiree? About um, Logic? Yeah, I think he made an announcement like he retired from rap and Who's was he? basically Logic. Oh, Mount the Logic. Rap. You talking about the, the doll? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, I don't think Homeboy <laughs> thought that all the way through, but you know, hey. Nah, she dumped us. <laughs> Able to. Hey, at least I came clean with it. All right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, she could have just snuck around, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, well, never mind. Yeah, I get the point. Yeah, go, go ahead. What, what do you do now? I think he was brought on. Well, she was trying to call me a hoe, but that's fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hashtag rest in peace, gear sluts. Um, <laughs> Oh, that was good. <laughs> Doll sluts. Doll sluts. Wow. Audio whores. You could go on with that. But anyway. I feel like um, that's a thing. It should be. But anyway. That's why they called it gear sluts. Damn it. Yeah. Not this gear space. Mess. I, there are Be-hoes. beat whores. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I know a lot of them. We're, uh, mm, this is not I'm a diss to women, but... Yeah, it's not. No, it's not. It's right. artist specific. When I say beat whores, they like, hey, send me beats, send me beats. I ain't gonna do nothing with them. But they mm. want you That's to send. That's so them. annoying. Those are beat whores. <laughs> they just like hearing different beats. Um, but anyway, yeah, uh, lo- logic. But so the rapper logic. The rapper logic. Um, he, uh, I think he's quote unquote signed or has an agreement with. TikTok to produce music for them, I think exclusively. Mm. So, you know, as TikTok is making deals with these major labels so that people can use popular songs by popular artists, it's like it makes sense for them to have their own uh, leg of producers to just make general generic music that people can connect to their stuff. Um, I can imagine that's a very like work for hire situation. Um, where you work for TikTok and you make music for them. Now, how you work out the ownership, I mean, I'm, I'm sure it comes down to the zeros and ones on that. But like how Pat shakes his head, it's likely that you have zero and they have the one. So, um, <laughs> Well, at least a half, a yeah, quarter or something. Something. Especially when you talk about Logic, someone who I think kind of popped up out of nowhere, came, made a splash, and then went back home. <laughs> like um People don't do that much anymore, but I I see TikTok and a lot of other social media platforms that rely on music. Like Instagram, Facebook, they don't rely on music to make their content uh, stand out. But stuff like um, 
uh, TikTok, I think, really relies on having music as a component to the content. Mm-hmm. I actually think it's smart if they did it. On whose part? Like on the on TikTok. Why wouldn't I sign a known artist who has a following, who makes good music just to make music exclusively for me? Mm-hmm. It's more beneficial for both parties. And let me you have a consistent gig. Because if, if I had to be honest, if I was Splice, if I was Sounds, if I was Arcade Output, I would sign producers or musicians and let them create all my stuff. Like, come on. Like, I mean, yeah, it'd be great to be independent and they hire independent people as work for how to do it. But no, it's more beneficial financially for both parties to have some type of agreement. Mm -hmm. And we need not underestimate the consistent hustle that this industry is. Mm -hmm. Like, I like it when a lot of artists and producers say, yeah, I got a hit, but I was in the studio the next day because that hit will fall off. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a consistent gig. You got you have a consistent gig, you know. That's nothing to sneeze at. Yeah, mm-hmm. more jobs and and you know, back to social media. I'm sure y'all noticed this, but all of these social media platforms are just copying off of one another, which to mm-hmm. me is going to make it really hard for one to. I, mean, I don't know if anybody has the the bank account that Facebook has, but I, I mean, I've noticed that. Yeah, they're, they're still the most powerful mm-hmm. one, and I just you know I've been on. I don't even think I've been on TikTok a month yet, but I've just noticed that everything that you can do on TikTok, you can do on Instagram, you can do on on Facebook. Well, not Facebook, but uh, Instagram for sure. Well, it's yeah. the same. I think that's a good thing. Though. Well, yeah, they Facebook on Instagram. Yeah, so yeah it's the I same. think that's a good thing because when it comes to creation, I mean, you have you have creation and you have innovation, right? You have Something I just totally knew, but most products and services that we use are innovations of something else. And like second and third and fourth and fifth and sixth and seventh generation innovations. So I think from a business standpoint, like even even with my my business beats and bars, I wasn't necessarily thinking, how can I make this brand new idea that nobody's ever heard? My thought process was you know what? Nashville got enough producers, got enough studios. They don't need like another studio popping up. Like this was my thought process at that time. It was like, okay, what don't we have? Right. It's like, so what I did, I looked at the business model of a particular industry and I said, how can I apply it? Take that same model and apply my skill set in my industry to it. Then and then you had beats and bars, you know what I'm saying? But it was an innovation on a on a whole another event type thing. Yeah, but if someone copies your idea now, how do you still remain relevant if everything you innovate and create for your company, someone else copies it for theirs? That's what they have intellectual property agreements for. Um, so I, I guess things, social media doesn't have that though. Not, I mean, it is social very media. Wild, I mean, wild some, some things you can trademark and patent. But it's like there's still it's st- like even in the innovation, right? You still are interjecting your own identity. Um, like there's something like, for example, most of us have and use at least two different 
social media platforms. Some of us may have more than two, right? They have similarities, but we still use Facebook and we still use Instagram. You know yeah. what I'm saying? We still have, we yeah. still use TikTok and we still, you know, I mean, that's just... Chris, you're right. It ain't no... No. Because, I mean, it's just like you had Snapchat and then Instagram said, well, we got Instasnap. Instasnap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They'll, they just or you keep... got TikTok and you got Reels. <laughs> or you got Duet and you got Remix. Right. Because I just, uh, when I first yeah, got on like, TikTok, I said, oh, okay, so you can do videos to music. And then I realized you can do the same thing with Instagram. It's just for right. whatever reason, people don't do it on Instagram that much. That's but, probably because they don't know yet. But they you can do it's it. Just like, it's just like with the the Insta Snap or the stories or whatever. They didn't, people didn't know that you could do it on both. And what Snapchat does, well, st- what Snapchat was doing was allowing you to share what you do on their platform to on someone Instagram. Else, yeah. yeah. And then eventually people were like, well, why would I do the same type of video on both platforms? Why not just do it on Instagram? And then I can share it everywhere. Mm-hmm. Twitter has stories now. <laughs> right. The same. YouTube has stories. YouTube yeah, I'm has not stories. E- I'm not yeah. even yes. on Twitter anymore. So Twitter know. Twitter has audio chat too. Wow. See, I'm done. I mean every it's it is like they, they do start playing copycat, but I think what still separates them and what still what makes them all unique is the not only what they came out originally as. Like I don't watch these folks YouTube stories. I don't care. Um, but <laughs> I just don't. Um, but I still I and I don't watch Facebook stories. I will watch Instagram stories. You know what I mean? It's like because I, I just know those I just know Instagram more for that. I know YouTube more for videos. So I I'm stuck in a way of interacting with these different platforms in a specific way. So I think that's what kind of helps them well, kind of stay afloat. Guess what? When when you whether you watch Instagram stories on Facebook or Instagram, they the same, same thing. <laughs> <laughs> same thing. Because sure people them. share them, share them at the same time to the same right. platform. So yeah, save so much time. <laughs> I will give a shout out to a very interesting. I think it's a social media platform just because of how it interacts. Is uh, acapella? I like mm-hmm. acapella. Um, if y'all don't know what that is, that's basically where you can like create. You can create music or most people use it to create music um, where you have like, say you have four different squares. You can record four different parts. I've seen that. This, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. Singing the same song. You can save it to your phone or you can post it to your acapella account and network that way. I've seen a lot of people be able to like reach out and network and like they just create really cool clips together. And I think that is a good, that is a social media platform that is about the music. The content mm-hmm. is a bit secondary, even though they go hand in hand. That one is about the music. So I will say there are some social media platforms out there just for music. Uh, Pat, you recently got on TikTok. What do you what do you think of it? <laughs> I was hoping you wouldn't go bring this up. <laughs> uh, uh, I mean I find the I UI a little hard to navigate when you're trying to create yeah. something. <laughs> Yeah, I don't I don't quite understand it yet. And I don't know if um uh, Yeah, I just don't understand it cuz 
the thing about Instagram is like if I had to compare them, when I got on Instagram, Instagram said, "Hey, this person is your Facebook friend. <laughs> you <laughs> should make this person your friend on Instagram." And obviously, when you follow them, you know they would say, you know, they follow you back and all that stuff. So when I get on TikTok, I said, "Okay." I don't have no friends. How do I find my friends? <laughs> <laughs> like, that was the first question I asked. was like, how do I find my friends? Mm. And I was sitting there. So I felt, I'm telling you, TikTok made me feel real old. It, like, really dated me. I felt real bad. I was like, how do I find my friends on TikTok? So then so I said, funny. well, let me post. Let me see how the algorithm is. Let me post something. So I posted a little video and I tried to be trendy by doing a challenge. Man, I looked on that joint like two days later, two views. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> so you mean to yeah. tell me I did a challenge and only two people saw it? It's a challenge. I did the hashtag Damn. and all this stuff. And it still didn't like Damn. get nowhere. That still make that's so funny. I will say that I've noticed when I do a TikTok video, if I do something on Instagram, and I guess it's because I have more followers on Instagram, I you know, you immediately start getting likes. On TikTok, I may not start getting views until like two days later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So it's, it's almost so like, like, did you really publish my post? Because <laughs> right. it's, it's, it's just weird how mm-hmm. those views start to come a few days later, or starts to add up, I guess, a few days later versus when you the first hour or two when you when you post it. Yeah, because I feel like Instagram would, like I said, they kind of put your friends in your face. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Or And they might do the same with my profile too, whereas with TikTok, yeah, like I follow one person and every time I got on TikTok, that's all I saw. I'm like, <laughs> man, look, I'm tired of seeing this nigga make beats. Like, how do I find somebody else? <laughs> like, do I have to look up challenges? I don't want to look at challenges. I don't want to yeah. look at... Yeah, yeah, it was just weird. But, it is like different. I said, now uh, the video editing is superb mm-hmm. on TikTok. Yeah. That, I will say, yeah, you Think- can do a whole music video. I'm going to download TikTok, TikTok if you right want now, to. Man. Just, just so th- to play with like, Think of it this way, Pat. You get to make new friends on TikTok than the same friends on Instagram and Facebook. Man, ain't got no time <laughs> looking for new friends on TikTok. Man. No, no new so friends. So I just started doing, I just said, you know something? I'm just going to do beat videos and whoever see it, they see it. <laughs> and then I, I did it. I mean, that actually worked. I did a beat video and I posted it on Instagram. And I'm wondering... If people saw it on Instagram and said, "Oh, Pat on TikTok," right, let right. me go follow his TikTok. Right. Or I think that's the did magic TikTok secret. say, "Hey, well, I noticed these people are your friends because you posted it on Instagram too." Hey, look at y'all friend making beats on TikTok. Y'all should follow him because I got a bunch of followers on. Well, not a bunch, but a few followers on TikTok. That it was more so people I didn't know. Mm-hmm. I have the people I knew. I will say the video. I, I, I've done one video so far of me showing the vocal chain uh, that I use to mix a song that's been released, and I think last I checked, they got like it's up to like seven hundred views. Oh, nice! And I, I think it's been out 
maybe a week. So that was so that tells me that that now, content is is doing good. So I'm going to continue to do it. Well, I will say this: that reels on Instagram. Yes, I don't know what the algorithm is on that, but the views go up real fast. I gotta so try that too. And about that, yeah, I was I was in a uh, let me see Black Pod collective i forget the title but there was a podcast conference online podcast conference a few months ago and uh i was watching someone's seminar on that she's like an instagram guru and she was saying that reels is because it's so new that instagram is like the algorithm is pushing that to the top of people's feeds Mm. so Mm, i started doing reels (laughs) (laughs) i started doing reels on the faders up instagram page and yeah the views started was you know real quick like within an hour like a couple hundred views i'm like whoa well i've now i have heard from a few social media marketing um people that the best way to get your instagram popping is to whenever they release a new feature is just do all your content on that new feature. Mm-hmm. And they will intentionally push it out. Hmm. Well, they want to show people using it and yeah. right. that, that sort make, of stuff. Right. That makes that sense. Makes, that mm-hmm. makes sense. All right. This is last question here is uh, could, could or can social media be bad for music? Yep. I think. That, mm. No. You don't think. I, I have an example, but go ahead. I say no because, again, it's adding on to the experience of music. Mm-hmm. Like, whereas it was your experience in music was limited to you and where you are. With social media, it adds on to the experience. You get to see how people all over the world experience it. Okay. Yeah, I think it could be bad in the sense that kind of what it does well, I think also could kind of be the Achilles heel, where it's like, I think it's good because people's attention spans are short, but I think it's bad because it reinforces that short attention span. So who knows mm-hmm. what it's going to be like within the next five years? Like, I swear, I think you're going to have young uh, Zoomers going to concerts expecting like a different song every 90 seconds. You know what I'm saying? And and not being able to actually fully engage in the experience of a full performance because all they want is little snaps, is little, you know what I'm saying, short, you know, little 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 moments. So that's my concern of it. But it's kind of one of them things where it's like, I mean, it is what it is. Like use it while it's here and you know, try to come up with a plan for come up exit strategy. That's the word I'm looking at. Every venture, every business. You need to have an exit strategy, right? So even as a producer, if you're like really capitalizing right now on TikTok, like that's your thing. What's your exit strategy? Because at some point, this thing is not going to be the thing. You know, rest in peace, Vine. Yeah, Uh, see, do it for the Vine. I mean that that was huge, but it's like if you don't got an exit strategy or a plan to transition then you're going to be caught with your pants now, you know? Mm-hmm. That's right. I, I'm between, I'm between Pat and O'Shea. <laughs> 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 I 
ain't gonna lie. I have no idea what just happened. Pat did make a face like, oh, like y'all ain't gonna let me pick back up where I left off. And then that just start laughing. Def- that's, that's definitely not what he's laughing at. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'm I'm totally missing it. Just know, know that how- that's also what she said. Mm. To, to what I said or what he said? <laughs> you talking about the pants now comment? Oh, God, no. man, I'm so, so far back. <laughs> y'all enjoy y'all. Yeah. If all three of y'all get it, that's the only thing that matters. I'll be the oddball today. you like just, two minutes en- back. I'll just enjoy y'all <laughs> laughing. So I'm laughing because you're laughing, but I don't know why. You'll listen back. You'll listen back to it, and it, it'll, it'll. I be. never listen back to that. To that <laughs> so <laughs> I'm here. I'm experiencing it. Why do I need anyway? Desiree, would you say that's what she said? Who were you referring to, me or O'Shea? Um, what I just said. Oh, what you I was just trying said. to get. Okay. I was trying to get O'Shea to understand okay. the joke. Oh, in between. Oh. <laughs> Goddamn! Welcome, I'm... O'Shea, to the joke. <laughs> man, cause it. Man, it was it wasn't sophisticated enough for me. That's why I kept going. It was oh. too e- it was too easy. It was okay. too easy. I ain't know right. we were I ain't know we were stooping low for the low hanging fruit. Oh, okay. Anyway, I'm just huh. too sophisticated for y'all. <laughs> <laughs> but yet oh, you God. made the last joke. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so what were you saying, Desiree? Uh, Zara's been distracting right now. <laughs> I damn forgot. Okay. It means uh Kind of like piggybacking off of both of y'all's opinions, like, I think it really depends on what you mean by bad, how you Mm. define bad and for who. Um, Mm -hmm. I think, like I said before, I do think the market will just become more saturated. It's already oversaturated with all the ways that you, I, my next door neighbor can just start a music career right now, you Mm -hmm. know, Um, and put it out there and all that good stuff. So I think in that instance, the saturation part is bad because it is it just adds to the competition and, and adds more noise to trying to break above the barrier. It's good because it does give more people the opportunity to be exposed. So that's the good part. Like I feel like a lot of us normal folks wouldn't have half a leg to stand on if it wasn't for social media. Um, I do think it's good for uh platforms who you know do want to start a social media page like you already have something that's going to draw people in and that's you know music to create your content with especially if you're like a tiktok or instagram who can score certain uh licensing deals with um large publishing companies and and, uh, record labels and that's really about it i just really think it depends on this angle you're coming from with it and what your intent is. It's the it's a great marketing tool for the average person. And of course, an above great marketing tool for people who already have a name state. But that's still not to say that traditional methods aren't out the water. You know, I think a lot of young folks or just people who start getting into music get a little intimidated because the waters get deeper and wider and you can be you can do everything in a in a composition and it'd be dope. You can do absolutely nothing in a composition and it'd be equally dope. And they both have equal shine. So it can be, um, it can just add noise to your own progression. Like, how should I curate my sound, my music? Um, and I just, you know, say to that, you really just still have to be you at the end of the day. That's what makes any great music or artist great is that they stay true to themselves and their sound. 
So. So. What about you, Zara? I think that it can be bad. And because we'll start with the, with what you're saying about the saturation. I, to kind of use an analogy, I think there's what, like 30 NBA teams. So say, you know, if everybody can start their own NBA team, you won't be that good and you're not going to be able to compete with the, you know, the top teams because we already know that they're the best of the best. But it it can certainly get, you know, oversaturated in that way that, that anybody can do it. So you will certainly have to shift through the not so good stuff to get to some of the good stuff or average stuff. But where I can see social media being bad mainly is we all know that people like to try to find a way to cheat the system. And just like Spotify there, you know, some people try to cheat the system to get plays or, you know, people buy uh, followers. Uh, you know, people are always looking, to, not everyone, but, you know, people are a lot of times looking to cheat the system. And I feel that with social media and TikTok, for example, these songs that are getting hot on TikTok, I feel that people will start to create music with that in mind. Let me create a song for someone to make a TikTok dance to or instead of just focusing on let me make a good song they already doing it and and it and i think it's just gonna get worse people are requesting it instead of it's happening instead of people just focusing on making a good song let me try to make a song for TikTok. you know yeah and because think of this these songs at least for me, that are hot on TikTok. I've never heard the whole song. All I know is 15 seconds or 10 seconds of the song. That's it. I don't know the artist. I still haven't cared to find the artist because none of these songs I like anyway. But, you know, we just hear 15 seconds of this song that gets posted to this video. And yeah, it goes viral or blows up. But I don't think anybody, well, I guess I'll just speak for myself. I haven't gone to listen to the whole song. No, I think that's a good point, too. We got to remember. Some of the whole songs are not just, they're not as good. (laughs) That's why you only get that 15 seconds. The 15 seconds aren't good. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I've heard some 15 seconds that's good, and the whole song is not even as good. I uh, tell y'all about that, one that's a whole person offline. Yeah. Does TikTok choose those 15? I, I don't know. I, I, that I don't know how that works. Well, I take that back. I know with TikTok, you can you know scroll and use a certain 15 seconds of a song. So I guess maybe the user picks that and then it blows up. I, I don't know. But I just I see people going in that direction with it. Let me try. Let me purposely try to get TikTok famous. And I just don't think that. I think people should just focus on making good music, good songs. That's a good point. I mean, bars, having songs like that will make bars more important. 15 seconds. Mm-hmm. You got to have the quotables. If you don't have no quotables in your song, the more quotables you have, the more they can use the song. Like, for for it to be fifteen seconds, that makes the the bar. You have to be saying something. Yeah, it's got to be mad catchy. I'm tripping. Yeah. You're talking about bars as in lyrics. Okay, yeah, and lyrics. I thought you were talking yeah. about bars as in, in clubs. I was like, they're not going to play fifteen <laughs> seconds no, no. of a song. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, sir, how much sleep have you, you never had? Know. I know, right? <laughs> <You> <laughs> never That's know. Twice today. <laughs> 
<laughs> Man. There's two blonde mm. moments. <laughs> <laughs> Quick dances. <laughs> oh, my God. Let me get a dance. <laughs> I'm just thinking of like a stripper now. You, you got one song. It's 15 <laughs> seconds. Damn, it's a that 15 has to be second good. clip. That ain't going to be good mm-hmm. for the dancers. They ain't going to be making no money. Like, mm-hmm. she oh, no, that is good for the dancers. What do you mean? If they count that as one song, you paid. I mean, yeah, I don't you, know. Mm-hmm. I'm imagining people probably wouldn't tip as much if all you get Loud is dance. a 15 <laughs> seconds. Like, $50. Like, here's a quarter. And then the song so- is 30 seconds. See, so- songs are shorter these days. <laughs> oh, the do, do that dance move again, Pat. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna be a gift. <laughs> yeah, yo. Yes, we need to do oh that. That it will promote the episode, bruh. That's we need to do that. Oh god. Yeah, song, songs. Oh uh, y'all try to put me out. <laughs> That's where they try to put me up. Yeah, no, we're just trying to showcase all of your talents, man. <laughs> we just trying to get more listeners, man. I never understood why they turn their head to the side. <laughs> to this day, you don't. Oh, man. They try to look at it knowing they can't look. <laughs> we brought this all the way back to the strip. Right. Well, <laughs> oh, man. man. We what? had a real X rated episode. What you changed me saying, look back at it. Look back at it. Like, what? Uh, wait, how you doing? Uh, again, it's Rick Fox. <laughs> All this is Rick. No, he hey, started hey, this hey, episode. Hey, kids are doing me under the bus. <laughs> man, uh, I'm, oh, I'm man. the most wholesome out the whole group, man. I don't know what you're talking about. And on that note, yeah, I'm gonna need you right. to make faces like that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that was fun. Not, we here to entertain. Man. Man. Is this oh. not what you want? Are you not entertained? <laughs> So yeah, I I'm think done. we can wrap it up on that note. Unless anybody yeah. has any any final thoughts here. Nope, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I would suggest to us folks who are quite stuck in our Facebook and Instagram way, ways, mm. just watch a tutorial on how to use these things. Cause that's I think I think that's what I'm gonna do before I get into the TikToks and the Snapchats and the etc. Um, I'm just watch a quick video. Just to yeah. be informed about what what I'm about to do, and I did want to give a quick shout out to me and Zara going live practicing our guitars. Oh uh, yeah, on the faders up. <laughs> hey, I don't know if y'all had a chance up. to check that out. I know Shay dropped by for a moment. Pat snuck in and then snuck out. That same live that I was in. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I tried. It was bad, Pat. I tried to pop in for a minute, <laughs> but I'm like riding in in the car, and I'm like, I just wanted to be here for you guys. I'm like. <laughs> Yeah, they could hear the wind blowing and everything. <laughs> it was good. Yeah, I back to the yeah, I, I got to get my guitar tuned. But y'all, it's the whole. It's on the Faders Up podcast uh, Instagram page if y'all want to check that out. But uh, yeah. just back to the social media, I will say that you know one thing about Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, you can certainly all, and I think we all do use them for specific things, specific different things. Uh, I will say that. So, you know, even though a lot of them are similar and do the same things, you can use them to your benefit in that way. But be sure to be sure to review us on Apple Podcasts. I was about to go somewhere else with that, but 
Uh, definitely want to get everyone's feedback. Uh, this, as usual, this episode will be in our uh, Facebook group. If you want to uh, discuss it further there, uh, you can. All right, I'm Zar. I'm Pat. I'm Desiree. I'm O'Shea. And we'll catch y'all next episode. Peace. Hey, Faders Up podcast listeners. Hey, thank you so much for listening to today's episode, but let's keep the discussion going. Join our Facebook group at Faders Up Podcast to share your thoughts and opinions on today's topics and interact directly with the cast.